0: You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good.
1: Hey, family, what's going on? So excited for this episode. Tonight, we have the lovely Miss Lisa Schaub with us. She is joining us live from New York City. So let's go now and talk to Lisa hey everybody we're so excited to have our lovely guest tonight miss lisa is with us so say welcome to her and let's talk some ww i'm so excited to have you on it's great i've followed your journey for a little while and been inspired by you uh for your ww stuff and the things that you do for us and all that stuff so anyway uh as i start all these pretty similar i just want to know kind of how ww came into your personal journey and uh how uh how you became an employee and all this stuff. So I'll just let you share for a little bit.
2: Um. Well, I'm so happy to be here, and I've, I've been listening to your podcast and been inspired by that and following you on social. So I'm just delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Um. Hmm. So I struggled with my weight my entire life, starting in high school, uh, probably, and um, I didn't. I tried every died under the sun probably but i did forever but i didn't find my way to to ww until i think uh the first time i joined because i joined like five different times but the first time i joined i think it was in the 90s and i just here's the thing it wasn't a very good experience i walked in it was before we like knew how to give a good experience right so i walked i walked in no one told me what to do. I got the materials. I sat in a, a what was in a, a meeting now a workshop, and then no one like said, "We'll stay and we'll go over anything." And I left very confused. And I had all the materials, and then I just kind of put them on the kitchen table, and I yeah. never looked at them again. Uh, and it wasn't until many many years later, I was uh, I moved to uh, New York to be an actress. Um, And one thing that uh, I constantly heard, in I went to graduate school, I have an MFA in acting, was that I wasn't ever gonna get work because I was heavy. So uh, I actually went on like a rice diet in graduate school where all I ate was uh, uh, white rice from the Chinese food uh, takeout place. Uh, (laughs) That and frozen yogurt, that was my diet. Uh, I lost weight and felt really sick. Yeah, and had no energy, and you know everyone was applauding me. All my teachers were like, "Yay!" But you know, it wasn't particularly healthy. And then I gained it back, of course, because who can sustain their lives on white rice and frozen yogurt? Yeah. No, right. So um, that's it. Those are the kind of things I would do. Um, so when I, the lat, the one of my iterations of of joining WW, I walked in. And it was really purely motivated by like I needed to I wanted to get cast in things, and I knew that i was getting I knew that I had ability, but I was getting overlooked, which is the unfortunate fact about being in the uh entertainment field is that looks matter in a way that they they don't in real life you know, mm. or they should you know yeah. um So I joined, this is after, actually, after I got married and everything, like I got married, I I was my, I was not thin, I wasn't in good shape, but I found a guy who just thought I was nice and loved me anyway, Mm -hmm. and didn't care, which actually, when you think about it, the last, not that time I joined, which was purely because I wanted to get cast in things, I -hmm. did lose weight. I got cast immediately. I went to every WW in every small town in America as I got as I got cast in the show, and I got into the union and and every church basement, everywhere across the country. I was going to WW meetings because um, the first three months I didn't, and I put on. I think I'd lost like 25 pounds or something, which mm-hmm. wasn't my full amount that I lost, but it was an amount. And I gained half of it back in, like, three of my six-month tour. And wow. I said, oh, I got to go back to WW. So I went back. Uh, and as I was going to every little town in America, that's when it struck me how powerful WW was. It took, it took a long time for me to really see
1: the, yeah. true,
2: the true value. And the true value was all of a sudden I had this aha moment. Like, wow here is a group of people all working on the same thing together this is so inspiring everyone has the same stuff going on in whatever state i was in whatever city i was in everyone had this common goal and there was someone up there uh, a leader back then now would be considered a coach who um was inspiring and engaging and I thought not only was I like, did I sort of get in the groove? And I was like, this is awesome. But I also felt like, oh, this is something I could do because I feel com- I have a lot of training. I could be up in front of people. I'm actually believing in this. I, mm. I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, this, this means something to me. Um, so I lost the weight I gained. Left WW again. <laughs> Never got to my goal. And yeah. then. Had two kids, uh, and then event, and then that was the last time. That was when I, when I realized, like, I could not keep up with my two little boys. I, I was like, I can't, do, I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel terrible. I don't have energy. I, I can't engage with my family. This is a disaster. And that was the last time I, I walked through the door. Um, and that was in like 2003. And then I sort of took a little break, but I never gained any of the weight back that I lost. And then I then I started again a little bit later and I lost my weight eventually. I lost about uh, 48 pounds uh, mm-hmm. all, when all said and done um, in 2007. And then I started working
1: for the company <laughs> right all after that. Well, there you go. So that's 13 years now that you've been doing this thing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's yeah. Crazy. Uh, so, Just a couple of the things that you talked about there. It's very interesting, like the whole changeover in the mindset from almost manipulation of your diet to finding a sustainable diet. Like back in the day, as you were doing that, I mean, clearly now, uh, knowing what you know and walking into a studio now, like there are so many more tools that make doing this right now so easy. So it's the best time ever to be a WW member. I promise you that. Uh, And I've done it for three years and I know that now is a whole lot easier than it was then. My WW is a godsend. But so just wondering, what are some of those things that you changed that moved it from like the the whole manipulation diet of chicken and rice and and moving into actually eating things you love? Like, where did that happen for you?
2: Well, I think once it became less of a panic about what I was doing for other people and it became what I needed to do for me, Mm. that changed my mindset completely because when it was just for me, um, I wanted to take care of me, yeah. you know. And and part of taking care of me is making sure I, I nourish myself and yeah. and uh, not feel deprived. So once I sort of switch my mindset over from I'm doing this because I need to be a movie star or I don't know mm-hmm. like everyone needs to, I need to get the approval of other people, you know. Once I like was married had kids it didn't really matter what anyone else thought I just yeah. needed to do it for me uh, and once I did it for me that changed everything for me because I just I needed to take care of me and in order for me to take care of anyone else we hear that all the time but that's yeah. really it that's the mindset shift right from
1: yeah.
2: everything you do for everyone else to how, how do I serve myself and by serving myself that will that will trickle out and ripple out into the world
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a liberating moment when we get to the point where we realize that the, the me that is full will always give a better version of me to everyone that I come in contact with. Even if I intend to fill them up fully, I can't do it from an empty me. So it's, it's so liberating to get to that point to where uh, self-time is not selfish. No, no,
2: it's really, really important. And when WW really started moving over to sort of like a positive, the positive mindset stuff was before we even had the the mindset pillar. Mm-hmm. We, they would give us these videos on just the po- positive self-talk and, and all the sort of positive psychology that was just starting to emerge. Mm-hmm. And I was so taken by it. It spoke to me so deeply, all this mm-hmm. stuff about like, taking care of yourself and how do you shift your mindset and all that stuff that I actually sought it out and I got certified, uh, in positive, And as and now I'm a, a, a certified in applied positive psychology, it was like a 240 hour course, both in person and on zoom. And because it was so, WW basically changed my life. It changed my life physically, but it mm-hmm. mentally just changed how I perceived the world and how I interact with others. And it was all about sort of that mindset shift, which is, I think is the most powerful piece. We never used to address it. Yeah. It was really the food and activity maybe, but we never addressed mindset and mindset is where it's at. Like that's, yeah. that's the ticket.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I say uh, a little colloquial phrase all the time that, um, uh, you know, we have the measurables that WW gives us, uh, the, uh, the scales better, the, the clothes fit smaller and that kind of stuff. But the unmeasurables are when you have a a situation that you walk into and you behave differently. Like you don't know that you're going to do that, but your response is different. Like that is an unmeasurable. You can't even see it coming. And that's, that's the thing that saved my life and the aspect of like I was going – to the gas station and getting gas station food and overeating uh, mindlessly so much that I couldn't even tell it. Like for for time long period of time, I wouldn't even remember the things that I was doing, like forgotten behaviors. And uh, WW opened up my eyes that if I changed that behavior, just simply I wouldn't I wouldn't feel like I was. Uh, Missing out, you know i it was just something that needed to go away it, it wasn't going to leave a gap in my day i still I still had plenty of time to to live and thrive on the food that I was normally eating so uh, yeah I, I love that that mindset stuff it's it's really cool
2: very powerful and it, it's really interesting to look back and think about old behavior patterns like when i go into well not that i'm going anywhere right now because of uh I, i'm in New York City and it's covid nineteen time but uh even like it still strikes me sometimes like when i go into a starbucks how i used to, what i used to order at a starbucks without thinking about it every time i went into any sort of coffee shop and there's so many here in new york i would i would always get a scone or yeah. a muffin and a and a donut without yeah. even thinking about it and and it was just part of my what i did it was part of my routine with my coffee which was sweetened with like syrups and everything like that and and it didn't even think it didn't even occur to me now yeah. it would occur to me to do that. Like just yeah. thinking about it is shocking to me. Oh my gosh! I used to do that every single time, and I went—I probably went to a coffee shop almost every single day.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's—it's it's so funny. I'll—I'll I'll see if you can track with me on this and. Uh, see what you think about it. But like, when, when you think about ourselves and our position on the on the earth, our purpose in life, that's where we are. Wherever your feet are planted today, that's who you are. You have to be that person. Uh, you yeah. can't wish that you were in Paris or you can't wish that you were in Seattle. You're wherever you are. If you are in those places, then you are who you are today. But uh, one of the things is like, we have, this, we have this potential of life that could carry our life up and we have lows that we're going to go through. And maybe that path is just our slope across the earth as we go. But then you kind of look at the stars, there's this far reaching thing and it's like plans or goals or whatever. But I think a lot of that, the reach, how we get there is our perspective. And what I mean by that is like right now, I had I had this thought the other day And and to be honest, the reason I kind of worked through this mental thought was because I I knew I was going to be on the Zoom screen on Saturday with Oprah. And I was like, my gosh, whatever they say, Phil, talk. This is what I want to talk about, because I got to have something ready to go. You know, you can't just be like, oh, well, okay." So anyway, I I was like, this is is the thing. Six months ago, you could have been sitting at home and you could have the thought, man, I would love to have some me time. These kids are driving me crazy. Work is driving me crazy. I would love to just be alone. Fast forward six months, you have an abundance of me time, all that you could ever ask for. And people are looking for connection. Like, I'm done with the me time. I want some people time.
2: Right.
1: It's a change in perspective of like, you have to work on your mindset when you have what you have is in a surplus and also when it is in a deficit. And sometimes the world can flip it around. Right now we have a surplus of me time, but how do we correct that? We correct it with how we perceive the day right? Yeah. So that that's a whole big thing. And that's the same thought process that we have to work through. I believe when you're sitting on the couch and you're like me, 396 pounds, the only thing I can do is change my perspective on how I move my body, how I eat my food and how I think about myself. And as you do that, things start to line up.
2: Absolutely. And I think a lot of that too is being present because yeah. when you're present in the moment, when you're just with yourself, it's yeah. much easier. To go from that space to what do I want to do? Like you can, you can like dwell on the past and be like, oh, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I hadn't done that. But you don't move forward from that. Yeah. And even from I wish this would happen. Oh, I wish this would happen. There's that's a wish. There's, yeah. there's to go. There's nowhere to go from there. You yeah. can only do something from the moment, from now, from this yeah. very present moment so being able to say like here I am right now what do I want what do I what do I need what how can I get there yeah that has to be now like that can't be in the past when we're ruminating which a lot of us do I do that I mean I I what if if only uh uh, uh." Mm -hmm. but no nothing comes from there and nothing comes from my wish you know it has to you know it has to be now like you have to think what am I doing right now how where am I now what do I need? And and that's something that I learned, I think, a lot from WW, you know, and from yes. this whole the psychology thing is like you have to be in the now so you can make so you can breathe, so you can make a good choice. So you can sort of analyze what's worth it to me. Can't yeah. do that wishes and you can't do that from the past.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of like <laughs> we're moving ever so closely to a world where we have so much automation, even automated cars. Everybody would love to have a Tesla that will do the self-driving because. It's cool to not have to drive, but, you know, there's also people that love to drive and engage with that process and get out there and, and race the cars and those kind of things. So, like, where's the happy medium when you apply the same thought process to your decision at the pantry? Like, you know, like that's micro compared to driving a car, but goodness gracious, it's the same thing. Of like, if I'm going to engage with this process, something is telling me to walk into the pantry and eat something. Do I need it and should I eat it? and if there is a better choice can i make that choice that's as simple as it can be one food choice how do you how do you engage on that level and I, I you know that was my word for the year back when we started 2020 was engage 2020 and live life like that and and live each day with a purpose of seeing what i could do with my body and with my uh, the fruit of what i do in my day so i wonder like how how you now live in that moment of 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 kind of growing who You've become, like you You said you have all these titles of mom and you work for WW, but like what what do you see as your last purpose? And maybe that's like the fruit of your why or something like that. Tell me about, a little bit about that.
2: Um, I mean, I have a few purposes, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly I want to, you know, I have a, my family is one of my purposes and being a, an engaged partner and a, an engaged parent. That, that side is like as my kids get older, they need me less. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe happily because they're they're teenagers and no. they're not around right now. But uh, but I would say that my purpose it's really like honed down right now because especially with like virtual workshops and having structure to my day where I actually feel like I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. I 100% work. I mean, I work full time for WW. This is my full time job. And yeah. um. It is a huge part. You know, there's two purpose and meaning. They're Mm -hmm. a little different. Yeah. Uh, And it gives me purpose. Like I can actually, I wake up in the morning. I'm excited to engage with people and support people. And uh, because WW so shifted my life in every way. And that's purpose. And then meaning, I would say, is it gives my life meaning to watch people have aha moments, watch people Mm. feel better and have success. I get meaning also from like what my kid is going to graduate high school. That's meaningful Mm. too. And I get a lot of meaning from that, but I would say being in this space and not only does it give my life purpose and meaning, but it also inspires me to keep going myself because I'm a member, right? So hearing people's struggles seeing how people turn it around that inspires me every single day like every day i hear something i hopefully hopefully give something but i take so much you know and and it reinforces that purpose that 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 sort of like-minded purpose that we're all in this to take care of ourselves you know in a really positive way so i think that's i don't know does that answer it <laughs> yeah
1: Absolutely. I, you know, and it's 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 so cool that you know you could ask a hundred people that have done WW for any any amount of time that that same question, and for them it it could be wide, it could you know, or it could be very narrow, and it still can carry the same weight uh, for them uh, enough to move the needle in the right direction for them, enough for them to make changes that replace unhealthiness, uh, that replace behaviors that. Uh, are nothing more than a cry of an unmet need. I say this all the time, and I will scream it, even if WW Corporate might not believe it, that all behavior is a cry for an unmet need. Uh, So whatever it is, and I believe wholeheartedly there are Probably some people that there is a medical issue that causes them to be overweight. And I'm not talking about those people, but I'm saying that being overweight is a lifelong problem that is not a food problem. It is a problem within ourselves that is correctable and we can correct it with other behavior changes. And, um, so as you know, we're not, I say this, we are not intended to be epic at, w- at losing weight. Yes, I have lost 150 pounds, but that is not my purpose. I don't wanna be known as some great weight loss person. I wanna be known as a great person and I wanna be a great person that will continually refill other people's lives. So that's how I hope people find their purpose because I see a lot of people sitting in these workshops and it's like it's like the, the needle's not moving yet. Like they, they gotta get this thing going to to where it'll kind of snowball and all of that is gonna come with mindset behavior in my mind, because once you get that part locked in, as soon as you can get there, and for me, it was really like 12 or 14 weeks on WW, and then when that clicked, it was like there. That's when I got my unstoppable hat, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: unstoppable hat. I do think that you know people get so caught up on those numbers, and of course, I get it. It's I know yeah. I, I know from my own journey. Numbers are a great metric to give us a clue of how things are going, but they are infallible. You know, they're not not—they're not something we can rely on all the time. We've all had the experience where we've had like a fantastic week and the scale goes up or we have a week where we go crazy on, I don't know, on on french fries and we lose weight. Like there's no rhyme or reason sometimes to how the body works. So you can't, you know, I, it always breaks my heart when people say, oh, I had such a great week and, and the scale didn't move and I'm so sad. Uh, it, back in the day, I, I don't know if you were doing the pro. Do you remember when um, they we, in our little check-in books, our weight weight record books, back in the day, there was there were these emojis, and you were supposed to circle an emoji yeah. before you stepped on the scale. Yeah. So a super smiley face, a kind of smiley face, a, like a neutral face, a sad face, and a really sad face, and. Yeah. Ask people to circle that. We weren't great at doing it, but we, asked, I remember we were encouraged to ask people to do that before they stepped on the scale. Yeah. And it was because we were trying to, if someone circled a smiley face and then they stepped on the scale and they gained weight, they're like, oh, I want to change that. But why? Why? Yeah. Why circle that smiley face? It was because of the behaviors that you did. As you were saying, it was yeah. the behaviors that gave you the pride, the excitement, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. And then you're going to let a number take that away from you because it's still
1: fact. It's still yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that, that comes back to one of those things we we see it all the time and I, I love to pick on, you know, I don't, you know, being in Oklahoma and working for WW is one thing being, you know, in New York working for WW is probably a totally different thing. Uh, you have access to corporate people and that kind of stuff. So somebody come up with the slogan, progress, not perfection. Sounds like a great thing, but in my mind, I always want to pick it apart because I'm like the only way that perfection can be attained is if I assign it because I cannot accept anyone else's definition of perfection, so progress right. against whose perfection because if right. i me today. Then I have done perfect. And I need to accept that. And that is part of living in my moment and saying today I'm perfect. I am infallible and I still weigh 250 pounds and I can still lose 230, but there is nothing wrong with me. You know, and that is some that is a mindset that I did not have, you know, two years ago, because I had come through decades of talking bad about myself and not thinking that I was worthy and thinking that I was different than all these people that I grew up next to that lived a different station in life and using comparison uh, of my journey against theirs. So when I when I was able to break break free from that and live and know that if I did my plan like you're talking and I walked up to the scale and I was happy with my week, then that's just a mark it down moment, that's done. And whatever the scale says is irrelevant. And sure. That, that is a, that is a, that's all mindset. Like you can't teach somebody or train them to say, walk in there. That is something you have to grow into. And that's, that's really one of the things that I love about WW. And I think we would probably both agree that as a coach, you can see it in someone's eyes when they get it, when they finally get that, it's like a light goes on and you're like, well, you're about to lose another 30 pounds. I'm just going to watch it. you know.
2: I love it when someone says, I had a great week and I gained a pound, I'm not gonna care about it. I've just decided I'm not gonna care about it. I'm just gonna keep going. And yeah. that, that's when I wanna do the big happy dance. Like, yeah, yeah, because there's gonna be weight gain. That's not it. That's not, it's all about behaviors. Behaviors to yeah. where you wanna be. It's not the scale. The scale doesn't get you there. It's just a metric, like it's just a tool. But your behaviors are what change you. That's what gets you to your goal. That's what keeps you, you know, it's just behavior.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's why that's why uh, white rice and lean chicken breast for the rest of your life as an only meal is not going to work. You know, uh, no more, no more than you know uh, saying that uh, a couch to 5K every day of this month is going to make me skinny. Like at some point, you're going to hurt your leg and you're not you're not able to run. It's unsustainable. Uh, that kind of stuff, or you're unable to do all of the six trips to the gym. That's that's one of the things. Like for me, I lost 100 pounds the first year, and I didn't work out at all. And right. then I integrated that into my my daily routine, or not my weekly routine, not my daily routine, my weekly routine. Uh, and I just did it three times a week for a whole year. I went 136 times last year, and that was you know that was a total shift in my approach to that. So I was wondering also like how how you've increased in, uh, in integrated activity into your journey over these few years.
2: Um, so I always had like a little like a, my own weird relationship with the gym. I would okay. go, go, I'd go, I wouldn't go. I'd be really committed, like you were saying, like I'd go, like I'd go every day for like two hours, and then I would not go for a year. You know, like mm-hmm. it, I couldn't find my groove with it. Um, and I would say then I found then what I found really worked for me over time. Like I, I found different things. I couldn't keep my attention for very long. So I, so I trained for a triathlon and I did that. And then I found this kettlebell class and I did that for a couple months. Uh, one thing I always wanted to do, and it took me a really long time to develop this, is I really wanted to do yoga. And when I first tried yoga, I was in that mindset competitive mindset like it's not gonna help me lose weight why i'm not moving my heart rate's not up how am i gonna lose weight how am i gonna lose weight this is a waste this is a waste of my time how come everyone can do headstands i can't do a headstand yeah. it's a nightmare uh, why can't i do a backbend well this is terrible yeah. i don't want to do this because i'm not perfect at it and, and and i'm not gonna lose weight and this is a waste of my time uh so with that that didn't work and yeah. <laughs> that mindset speaking of mindsets did not work uh and it was about a few years after that that i uh I joined a, a yoga studio and I just decided I'm not, this is about me. This is sort of when I was started getting into like, you know, sort of positive thinking and like, let's, let's, It's so this is all about taking care of yourself. And mm. do I have to lose weight every time I go to a yoga studio? No, why am I going? Am I in the present moment? Being in the present moment is going to help me. This is yeah. going to, so once I change my mindset around that, I was able, I was like, I'm going to use every prop. I don't care if I ever do like a perfect downward dog. I don't care. I don't care. This is not about burning calories. This is not about being thinner. This is just about a new thing that I'm learning for my body and to be in my body. And yeah. then guess what? Now I, now I do yoga three times a week, not at a yoga studio anymore, but, um, but I still do. And I love it. And I'm sure it's changed my body, but it's certainly changed my mind. Do you know what I mean? It's just one more piece of the practice to keep me present, to help me with decision making, right? Like yeah. to help thoughts. Uh, and it keeps me strong because you're using your body weight. And uh, I really appreciate being in my body. It's really a, a practice of being in your body. And I think in order to take care of your body, you have to be in your body. You know, you yeah. have to be in your body. So, um, I do yoga a lot. I walk a lot. I I'm very fortunate. Last year I had a big birthday and we got a Peloton bike, so I do uh, I do uh, spinning classes two to three times a week now, which I love. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, And but it's all low key. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm not doing it to like burn burn off like an ice cream cone. Yeah. can't outrun your fork. You just can't outrun your fork. So mm-hmm. I don't use it as a tool, a weight loss tool per se, like to burn calories. I don't think you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it because it makes me feel good. It keeps me in my body. It I feel proud of myself. It gives me energy. And that sort of impacts everything else I do, including every food choice I make, how I sleep, everything else. So I do it because it makes me feel good and that's really important. Being in my body and feeling really good in my body is a really big motivator for me to to do all the other things I need to do for WW.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've I've kind of learned over the last, you know, year and a half as I've done way more activity than I've ever done in my life, especially since like high school when I quit playing sports on a on a competitive level, uh, is that there's there's the mentality, like kind of like what you're speaking of, where you work out so that you can maybe eat extra, but is that going to be so that you can kind of check out mentally? Do this without thinking about it, without engaging into what your behavior is beyond the action. And I I believe that if you truly do it the right way, and you can you can kind of do that and eat, but if you're if you're thinking about it and still staying engaged with the consumption following that and saying, man, I want to make these choices that continue to make my body better, then the then the good choices continue to overflow. And it's not just a caloric surplus that we end up with. We end up choosing better choices, even beyond the fact that we have all these fit points that we can cash in for calories. Uh, that's that's not the mentality we want to seek. We want to not. I just say it's like you don't want to stop your good behavior just because you achieved this middle middle goal. Like let your good behaviors become the healthy habit that is sustainable all the way through your day, all the way to bedtime. So if you're if you're having a battle at bedtime fix that battle in the morning, like go ahead and just like preload your day with what your activity is going to be to make you successful to the finish line of every day and then work your way backwards. Like, you know, it's, it's not hard to make a decision when you're in your logical top front brain, like making this good decision. When you slide back into your back, back brain you're making self-preservation decisions, the key bar real, real good.
2: That's right. And that mindlessness, you know, yeah. I mean that's what it's about. If if you like, I know that when people go on vacation a lot, they're like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a vacation from WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I always say, listen, I'm not. I'm not gonna judge you, but this is what I think. I think you can, if you're doing WWE in a way that's sustainable, you don't need to take a vacation from it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's that. It's just part of your life. It's easy, and you're just. It, and that's it. I don't mean easy, but I mean. Mm-hmm. It's you're figuring out how to get indulgences in, you're figuring out how to you know what I mean like you're not feeling deprived. If you're not feeling deprived, why do you need to take a vacation? Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I think the minute we give ourselves permission to totally shut off our brain, mm-hmm. that that's danger zone, right? That's danger zone. So you don't you can pay you can be present like you can have an ice cream Sunday. like my, my husband's birthday is uh, next this is coming Saturday, and we have like all the food planned out already. Um, neither of us eat a lot of sugar, but we do on each other's birthday. So we're having a blueberry crisp, having pistachio ice cream with chocolate sauce. We're going to have egg and cheese on a biscuit. Like we figured it all out. I'm going to make a lot of it. And, and here's the thing. I can have all that and Mm -hmm. I can figure out how to get it in and how I'm going to do it so that, and then once I figure it out, I can relax, right? Like if it's all trapped and I know I can just have at it. I can enjoy it and be present and, and have a delicious time. I don't need to take a vacation, right? Yeah. Because I figured it out. The mindless part is the scary part, as you said, like just shutting off and
1: just, yeah.
2: that's, yeah. that, that's what scares me sometimes about fit points is that people give themselves permission to, mm-hmm. to earn the fit points and then be like, woohoo. Now I, I earned, cause you can earn so many, like you can just take a, a like an hour walk and earn a ton of fit points you know, and that makes me a little nervous. Um, I never tell people not to do it, but you know, I just feel like, be careful. You don't want to, you don't want to shut off. You don't want to become mindless.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have, uh, I I've never converted any of the fit points to food points. Um, it's just my, my way of doing WW and I definitely, you know, that's the cool part about, uh, Uh, ww now is it's called my ww so i can't do your ww i can't do it for you it's my ww so you got to do it so (laughs) do whatever you want and i bet it'll work if you do it the right way and stay engaged with it hey i want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors thank you for joining us we'll be right back
0: now a message from our partners
1: Hey, family, let me tell you about my favorite protein bars. Yeah, you know them, healthy eating all the time. Heat-go.com, check them out. They are gluten-free, they're all natural, with no additives, no preservatives, naturally sweetened with honey made right here in America. You know, the goal for them is to provide fulfilling and conscious free bars that are fun fuel for the body, allowing you to feel nourished throughout your busy day. Find those guys online at heat-go.com. And on Instagram, at healthyeat underscore on the go. If you need a 12% discount, use the code WWPhil. That's right, WWPhil.
0: Now back to our host, WWPhil. Uh, so how
1: do y'all handle like all the cooking and the food and stuff around your house? Are you a, a, a WW recipe builder, hacker, and that kind of stuff? Do you just follow the things in the app? Or are you willy-nilly pre-tracking? Tell me all about how you do food.
2: I definitely pre-track whenever I can. I'll pre-track. I'll pre-track at breakfast as much as I can. If I, you know, if I have a sense. Dinner. Um, we take turns cooking, but um, I I try to cook out of like a WW cookbook. I have the, the recipes. Sometimes I see something on you know Instagram that inspires me. But for the most part, I'm pretty simple with my. I'm not a great chef by any. I know you had Chef Ali on before. Like that's. she inspires me, I, you know, I just can't even, I can't even go there, like, I'm just pretty simple, we, like, I'm very lucky, I live in a part of New York, where we have, like, grocery stores that are very walkable, and, like, with organic, and everything you could possibly ever want, the freshest fish, blah, 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 so, oftentimes, you know, I'm not that creative, but Mm -hmm. simply grilling something with a good, with good seasoning sauteing or roasting vegetables you know it's not that exciting or we, we do like tacos a lot of like one one point tacos, yeah. you know um uh but so i'm not i'm not that great at a uh, cook i never was i think i've gotten a lot better since i've been a member of ww i yeah. think that if you can even like, I had no confidence in cooking, and and now I now I know I can throw together something that's delicious and healthy. Um, and those recipes are so easy. You know, the ones in the in the app are so easy that that. And actually, what everyone posts on on Instagram is so easy. Like that, no one's doing anything that complicated. Mm. So um, I love that. Um, and I love that I can say, yeah, I can throw something together that's delicious that no one would even know was point friendly, particularly, but yeah. it,
1: it's, it's real food. It's just yeah. real food. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I love, I love, uh, I can't even imagine now, uh, really one of the the biggest things that for me has, I have not integrated into my WW journey is the need to dial back a lot of sweets and that is just because I am not a sweet chaser. I don't really like sweets a lot. Uh, for whatever reason my body doesn't get happy from getting a lot of sweets. Um, so I'm I'm okay with I'm we could have a fresh dill of cake right here and I'll be like, no, I'm good. I don't need it." Which is I think a good behavior because I have the ability to assess it, say no. I could say yes if I wanted. That kind of stuff. My Achilles in that aspect of the Sitting there wanting to eat it is some sort of fresh bread or another slice of pizza and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's really cool to see the the quality and the flavor you can get. Just this weekend, we made Biz's skinny dough two times. We actually made just a double recipe and we just made two different meals out of it. One we made individual pizzas. I posted on Instagram and then I tagged like 20 foodies on it and be like, don't follow me. This is not my recipe. Follow them, and I just like click the picture, and you can see all of them, all my friends. You just go follow them, because you're not following me for food. Um, and then we, so we made pizza on like Friday night, and then Sunday night we made these meatball subs out of just the same bread. Just cut it into, made it into loaves, and did it, and just did some meatballs, and it was just amazing. And I was like, man, I would pay. 12 13 14 dollars for a plate like this exactly like this at a restaurant and I made it at my house and as I took everybody I was so happy and I was extremely happy that the whole plate was like 10 points and I ended my day I planned all that I had it all ready to go and like that that behavior what it really helps me realize is that compared that to compared to the same meal going to a, a restaurant, the experience, I embrace the experience, I embrace the flavor and all of that. I think the main thing I changed is just like how the food was done. So if I can engage just a little bit in how the food's done and still put my love and my effort and my family time into all of that, WW is really just a better version of how that can be in my life. And when I when I started doing that, like this this journey for me, the food part of it became really easy because I took off that burden of saying, I've got to do all of this. Stuff that people say, the successful people say, like, no, just follow this simple plan that so many people are already like uh, blazing the trail on. I don't need to recreate the wheel. Now, there is an opportunity for creativity for sure. And I have done a little recipe building every once in a while and that kind of stuff. But I just wonder, like, as you, as for you and your family, like, where do you where do you find your food success? Like, do you do you just are you so like ingrained in kind of a healthy habits that it's just uh, very normal and you don't have to drift too much? Or like, when you get a little stagnant, do you get creative and that kind of thing for y'all? Well,
2: first of all, before WW, my husband and I reminisced that at the beginning of our marriage, we ordered takeout every single day, Chinese food pizza, Italian, because you could. New York City, yeah. you can get anything you want in like 10 minutes. It's at your yeah. door. Yeah. Food, uh, you uh, you name it, we would get like fried clams, I don't know, like you name, any sort of deliciously fried cheesy chinese food, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you
1: could probably walk outside your door and get a fresh bag on hot coffee within like 35 steps.
2: Oh yes. Absolutely you can. You totally can. Yeah. Uh, right in my corner, there's a bagel store. <laughs> Actually, there's two. Yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. um, yeah. so we we now when we order it, like we do order take it out. Lately, we more than normal, because I guess we're not going to the store quite as much, so we have been taking advantage of it, but I don't feel good when I do that. Like physically, mm-hmm. I don't feel good. So right now when we cook, it's interesting because I have these two teenage boys trying to Instill good habits. They're very picky. One doesn't eat meat, but he'll eat fish. The other doesn't eat like things like tomato sauce. He, he won't eat regular pizza, which fine, okay. Um, but they both like junk food a lot. And my older son is 18 now, and he uh, joined WW as soon as he turned 18. Uh, I gave him like my friends and family membership, so he's doing it online, um, because he and his Brother, they can all they can leave the house. They can go to the drugstore and buy like junk is what they do. They buy like big boxes of cereal, like and it kills me. But one thing I know, and this is from growing up being a heavy kid with parents who were harassing me uh, because I was a heavy kid, that the more that my parents said something to me about it, the more I was like, oh, you're you you do not think I should eat another cookie? What, look, I'm gonna eat all the mint Milano's now, right in front That's of you. A, what do you me. think? What do you think now? Watch me. Oh, oh, I shouldn't have another piece of bread at the restaurant? Oh, I'm gonna eat the whole bread basket now. What do you think mm-hmm. now, dad? You know, like, of course, just pun- not even punishing them, ultimately punishing myself. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm I tread very lightly. I try to cook healthy for my kids, and they will eat some of the healthy things I cook, but then there's so much that they won't. So it's like a really, it's a little challenging right now because um, they're eating a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches, and, yeah. you know, uh, paninis. We have like a panini press. They're making themselves waffles, and you know, and it's killing me. The only thing that I have going for me when it comes to them is that they like fresh vegetables. So we cut up like tons of cucumbers and peppers and carrots, and they'll just eat them. Thank yeah. God, because otherwise, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what would become of them. Um, but. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge for our family because my husband and I are on, on a good path of just eating well, making meals, pre-tracking, doing all that. And then I'm watching like my kids order from Shake Shack, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm like, great. Okay. You know, so it's, it's weird. The good thing is, and the thing that I've noticed about myself is that I watch them eat that. And just because of my own experience, I don't even want it. Like I'm not watching them eat, eat the that the the stuff from Shake Shack and go, man, I'm dying for that vanilla shake. I'm just not, you know, it's, and that's I guess the win for me is in my behavior, looking back and like how I used to have takeout every day and now I can't yeah. even imagine, so yeah. that's a shift. But, you know, my family's in sort of a crossroads. My older son's gonna go to college next year, if college happens, I
1: Hopefully. think it will.
2: Please, please, on so many levels, please. Um, but
1: uh, Not Columbia, right? Not like up right the street?
2: <laughs> well, actually, he's going to NYU. Okay. But that's down the street, and he's going to live on campus. We've okay. decided. Um, but yes, he's, still he's New York City through and through. He's not leaving the city. Okay. Um, he's just leaving our house, we hope, yes. um, as much as I adore him. You know, he needs his own. We we all that's why they that's why teenagers are how they are so that we can all separate from each other and be excited yeah. to separate and then be excited to come back together eventually. Yeah.
1: I heard someone say it's like you know what in, in all your life you know what I haven't gotten out of you a lot I haven't missed you a lot why don't you go away so I can miss you some more.
2: That's right I was saying that the other day to my husband I'm like oh. I was like I I I love him so much but I'm just not liking him right now and he's like you know let him go away
1: yeah.
2: and then then you see him every couple of weeks. Yeah it'll be great and I'm like I cannot wait for that because I want to like him again I, I love yeah. him but like him I know he's a good kid
1: yeah heart yeah. you um, I mean, sure it clears up a little space in your head when you don't have to mess with hey pick your socks up or hey put your shoes away like when you don't have those things occupying your space you have plenty more space for hey let's have a conversation over coffee
2: <laughs> yes I cannot wait for that I can't wait just to engage on that level uh, yeah. sometimes we do but mostly we don't mostly it's like hey can why is your laundry not in the hamper you know like a lot, of that, a lot of that um but anyway i digress i could talk about like the frustrations of parenting all day long as i'm sure I, you have a young kid you have a young daughter so yes. that's challenging in a whole different way that's much more like you're engaged like oh. kids don't pay attention to me you're you have to be like present
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, she loves me without, without question, but she is like over the moon crazy about her mom. So uh, a lot of times she doesn't listen to me. (laughs) So like, (laughs) because whenever I enforce the rules, it's after we've pushed the line and it's time to get it done. And mom has a little more grace for that kind of stuff. So it's a little more slowly of a pulling that kind of stuff. So uh, shout out to her mom for, for being her rock on, in that aspect. But you know, anyway, she's it's it's an amazing uh, opportunity in life to be able to be a parent and watch someone uh, to grow up like that and, and have the opportunity to to become a contributing little human in this world. <laughs> yeah.
2: Watch your kid do things that you never would do. Like I'm watch my kids like do things like play the piano and sing like yeah. they like how did that how could how do they do that? Or they both been to China. I will never go to China but they have both been yeah. like that is incredible that my kids are going to be doing things. And, and they're just different humans doing different things. They came from me, but yeah. they're totally
1: different than me. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Cool. well We've gone for about an hour and I always end this with one final question. And that is what would you like to know of me? And I'll answer any question you want to ask me. Hmm. So let me think. So many questions.
2: What was it? What did you think on your first day walking into WW? Like, were you immediately sold? You were like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna do it!" Or were you like skeptical? Like, what was your thought after sitting through your first workshop and like on like getting the orientation? What What was your thinking process when you walked out the door?
1: Uh, well, I I guess I had really back in the day. Uh, I did WW. This is only the second time I've done WW. I did it for about three months in 2015, and then I took off until 2017. But in 2015, when I first did it, um, my mother-in-law the previous year had broken her leg and gained some weight. And then she used WW to get it back off and had achieved lifetime, I think, at that point. And so I knew that it, it it had worked, and I knew that it was mostly women. Uh, So I went to this little meeting at this church and I walked in there and it was all women. There was no men there. Uh, My wife actually went with me and we just sat there. So they kind of explained it and it was, um, so 2015, I think it was, I don't know, you know, beyond the scale or something like that. It was, it was, it was already in the app at least. So it had the app. So that helped for me to, and to do it. I think if it had been like paper tracking or something like that, I probably would have been out because I was, I was driving, uh, working all over the state at that period of time. So it really helped that it was in the app. And they really just told me one thing, and i kind of kept it with me, is the success that you have today will come from two things. And that's from tracking in the app and coming back next week. So I did that. And then I got busy and couldn't couldn't continue to go. And then after that, I uh, I got back into it in 2017, and I've gone every week since. Uh, I haven't missed hardly any weeks unless I was out of town working or something like that. So two and a half years of, of, of straight every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, I'm in this meeting. And I actually hopped on this morning. I was two or three minutes late, and people were asking and sending me text messages, where are you at? Where's Phil? So I, I hopped on a Zoom call, and then I got another call in the middle of it and had to get off, which is very unique because it used to be that I could – I could allot lot that time and I was gone. I put my phone on silent. I was, you know, you're not getting me until I'm out of my meeting. I check my messages. But uh now that I'm sitting here at the computer work just beckons and you know, I got dual screens and MacBooks and all the stuff going on. But you know, it's it's really cool to uh, to to walk into there and know that I carried a lot of weight into the room, but it wasn't that wasn't the focus and the focus wasn't like you need to change all these behaviors. It's like you just need to come in here and look at your food, make an honest assessment. Honest assessment is how you write it down in your phone and just be happy with that. That's going to be enough. And as I did that and slowly started to fine tune things, it just made sense. And I think that's one critical thing about for anyone that's starting this journey is that one tool of starting to get that assessment of how much food you eat and tracking it. And that honest tracking right there from the beginning, because yeah. the truth about losing weight is like, it may just be this much that we need to kick back under the into that healthy eating zone to allow our bodies to lose weight. It's not and, like we need to so, flip, flip they, the chicken rice.
2: Like when they told you, all you need to do is write it down and show up. Did you believe that when they told you that? Like, or did you say, let me see? Or were you like, okay, I'm all in. I believe yeah. you. I,
1: I really did, like uh, for the probably the first like good month and a half or so, I was dedicated to it. I mean, I I didn't even change hardly any of my foods. And to be honest, coming in, I don't know, I think it was probably 380 or something, which was, I think I looked it up in my book. I still have my book. Uh, my starting weight was like 380 something, which is 16 pounds lighter than what I came back to the scale in 2017. Right. So anyway, so I lost down to about two uh, 360 or so on it and then I went back all the way up to 396 to 2017 when I started this time. But yeah, it was that simple. It was really, you know, if you'll just track and start to see what you got, you don't have to change what you eat that much at that level. Now I mean, clearly that is a huge change when you go down to what I eat now have changed so many behaviors and desires and wants and hopes and dreams and all of those things that change that you can't, you can't offload that information onto somebody when they start, you have to like say this one thing. And it's, yeah. it, it's, even simpler than calling it calories. It's just called smart points.
2: Right. Right. And it, and I do think too, that it's, it's, that's, you know, when whenever you ask if someone says, I lost weight this week. And then you say, well, what did you do? And they're like, I tracked.
1: you yeah. are like,
2: Oh, alert the media! Guess what? I think we need to call. I always say we need to let WW know that there's this thing called tracking
1: yeah.
2: that seems to work for people. You know, yeah. like
1: absolutely.
2: That's all you need to do and show
1: up. Absolutely, absolutely. It's funny. I was on. Uh, I was on an ambassador call with uh, Gary was leading the call. He was a guest on the call. And I asked him, I was like, this, we've got this one component and we've added two more co- tracking components since I had this call with him. And I know it's the hardest one you could ever integrate and it might not ever happen. It's like, but man, we need a mindset tracker so that when you have a mindset moment, you can track that. And it is like, boom, like I had a mindset moment because it's that important for you to track those moments. And you can see that that may have moved the needle on your journey more than you eating a turkey burger rather than a regular burger you know, like, uh, so it's, it's so cool, uh, to think about as we grow, like there's so much opportunity. Uh, I feel like that the the bandwidth for food is this and the bandwidth for activity, maybe this, but the bandwidth for mindset change is so, so much bigger. uh,
2: Huge. huge. All that stuff about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, what we believe, what, you know, what we choose to say, the words that come out, you know, I will never get there. Well, guess what? If you say that, you will never get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our words, we believe what we think. Yeah. You know, we, we think. Mindset yeah. is, I totally agree. What did Gary say when you... Uh,
1: <laughs> he actually admitted that that is something that they have thought about and, and we we'll would be working on. You know, previously, you know, five years ago, it was probably called the Bravo stickers, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and that went away and everybody's like, oh, and they wanted to come back. I was like, that's not ever coming back. Don't have that hope or dream. Probably not ever coming back. But... You know, when it makes sense for it to be something to where someone can have that that it's the sweet moment in time when you say, I did this for me, and I don't care what the scale says. I did this for me, and it doesn't matter if I missed the gym today. I am showing up for me. That is a mindset moment. And that that moment will overpower your desire to walk in there and eat more cheeses so that'll overpower your desire to sit on the couch when you know you should move your body and those kind of things so we need moments like that to be able to track that because when those moments happen and you can go back on your calendar and maybe it's like make your day orange or whatever it is when you see those things you're like oh I remember the way I felt when that happened and I want that again
2: absolutely I think that that's so important and I think it's important to be able to recognize when those happen. That's what tracking them do, right? Because they they happen a lot, right? We, we're we always having mindset shifts, but we're not taking the time to recognize them. The more yeah. we recognize them, the more we elevate them, the more we elevate them, the more we do them. So I, I, think, I think your idea is brilliant.
1: <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on for me. Uh, this is so much fun. I enjoy doing this and getting to do some of them in the middle of the day. Uh, you know, this venue is a little bit different rather than going live, but man, it's, uh, it's still just as fun. So thank you for coming on with me and I appreciate you taking an hour out of your day.
2: Oh, my pleasure. It was a pleasure and so much fun talking with you and getting to know you a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Once again, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Oh, what a wonderful time talking to Lisa. She is amazing. She is such an inspiration. If you want to follow her on the gram, find her at Lisa underscore NYC underscore coach. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the WW Phil podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.